Let me ask you a question. Did you know that in the field of electronic communication, approximately 90% of text messages are read versus just 20% of emails? Now, I think that makes it clear that customers prefer texting as a method of communication and providing instructions to us, their service providers. Yeah, well, I don't like texting. I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy. I prefer speaking with people over the telephone. Emails, texting, social media, yuck. And TikTok, well, that's the noise your clock's supposed to make. Well, I can't argue that things are not different today. They, they really are. But uh, what we have to understand is that we have to keep pace with our customers' preferences. I mean, when our customer indicates a communication preference, like texting, what they're really saying to us is that for this thing at this time, they want, in fact, they expect to be kept informed using their preferred preference, in this case, texting. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an expert at texting, but you really have no choice but to engage and work to meet your customers' communication preferences, in this case, texting. So let me ask you something. What do you find so frustrating or difficult about texting? Well, I don't like it because it's a very informal method of communication. I feel wrong sending a message that has no salutation, no formal hello, no formal goodbye, the way emails or a written note is supposed to have. I like that thinking. I mean, what you're really saying is that you don't want to be perceived as backward or unprofessional. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a good objective. And the good news is this. When you communicate in a way your customer prefers, they can be informal and you can still communicate formally. I mean, there's nothing wrong with your initial message, including salutations. And it is also important to understand that your customer may not return your text quickly or in a timely fashion, especially if you've not indicated a need to do so. For example, let's say that your technician says that some additional work will need to be done. But before the vehicle to be delivered today, he'll have to start by 3 p.m. to have it done by closing. Okay, here's my text. Mr. Evans, this is Roger Corman at Corky Motors. There's some additional work that needs to be done on the brakes for your Malibu. For the vehicle to be finished on time, I'll need your authorization to proceed by 3 p.m. The additional work and the costs are listed below. You can call me or you can text me your authorization to proceed. If I receive your authorization by 3 p.m., you'll be able to pick up your car today by 5.30. That was great. So now the ball is in the customer's court. You know, I love that you gave the option of a call or a text response. And something else that I really liked is that you stuck with your customer's communication preference. Look, we both know that things change and nothing seems to change faster than technology. So when it comes to communication technology, we really got to stay current. And in doing so, we're going to be relevant to a variety of customers who all have their own communication preferences. I guess you could say that we have to uh, tune in, tune on, and stay connected. But before we close this podcast, there are five more things I want you to remember and to apply to your texting. Number one, choose the right timing. I mean, don't text customers outside the time frame of your open hours without their prior permission. 
Number two, be brief. Limit word count to 50 words or less. Longer messages belong in an email. And if you have to email, you can text your customer to indicate that, well, one was sent. Number three, keep it positive. Don't use text to announce bad news, period. Place a call instead. But you can text your customer to indicate that you are going to call them. That would be okay. Number four, proofread and proofread and then proofread again. Verify the accuracy of the spelling and grammar and the message itself. And this is especially important when you're using voice-to-text capabilities. We all know what can happen then. And finally, number five, delete abbreviations and technical speak and caps. Don't assume that your customer understands the language of our business and also that they will not interpret all caps as anything other than aggressive. My name is Corky Brabs, and if any of you have any more ideas on texting, well, text me. But don't forget to keep it brief, keep it positive, and proofread. And also, have a great day, everyone. <laughs>